This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. WBBM News Time, 12.03. Great to have you with us for the Monday edition of the Noon Business Hour. I'm Cisco Cotto. The Noon Business Hour is presented by Republic Bank of Chicago. Credit cards versus debit cards. Stock picker Monday at 12.49. Just ahead, American Airlines citing labor shortages as a factor for canceling hundreds of flights. That's in our next segment. Also later in the show, a Texas power company just going ahead and changing people's smart thermostats in their homes. Right now, the coming days will include the report on sales of existing homes and the latest tally on durable goods orders. We're joined by Tom Hudson, the Week Ahead columnist at McClatchy Tribune News Services, based in Miami. Tom, let's begin with durable goods. For people who are not even used to hearing that term, kind of tell us what it is and what we expect in the latest measure. Cisco, what is it going to take today to get you into a new refrigerator or a new oven? or a new couch, or a new television. Uh, You know, lots of folks who've been spending lots of time in their kitchens and living rooms and creating their home offices have decided, listen, it's time for an update. And durable goods uh, over the last several months have been showing that demand. That's likely to be the case, although this is one of these places where the global supply uptick and more than an uptick over the last several months is uh is a rather uptick in demand is meeting the uh, pinched supply of many of these parts and this is a place where inflation is happening this is really surprising i've heard uh, actually just some friends of mine who've tried to get appliances things like dishwashers and refrigerators and they're being told okay well yeah you can order it and we'll get it here in about 90 days right yeah you uh, wait 90 days it's part uh parts in China, it's also part of the constrained global uh, transportation system where you've got importers uh, waiting months and months and months for the ability to have space on these cargo ships to be able to get these durable goods from the place in the globe where they're being manufactured to where they're being consumed here in the United States. Tomorrow we'll get the number, uh, the numbers on existing home sales, Wednesday new home sales. Are we expecting that this price rise and also just the demand for homes is going to continue? Absolutely. Supply and demand here, as well as the cheap cost of capital. The uh, low interest rates, record low mortgage rates are just continuing to really help uh, uh, burst the wildfire of demand when it comes to real estate for investment purposes, for residential purposes. And, uh, you know, uh, the supply of new homes just can't keep up with this pace. But this is not a scenario that we experienced in 2005, 6, and 7. Much different tenor to this market when it comes to real estate. When it comes to those prices, you, you would think that as prices continue to rise, some people would say, hey, maybe now's the time for me to sell. The problem, of course, is then you have to go buy something. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but uh, you know, we've had plenty of those conversations around our kitchen table in Miami because of how 
hot the South Florida real estate market is, but it turns out we've got to go live somewhere, right? So at some point, uh, every homeowner who's sitting on a lot of equity it feels wealthy at that, that wealth effect. But to take advantage of that, that becomes a bit more. Changing the temperature settings on thermostats in people's homes, doing it remotely. American Airlines has canceled hundreds of flights over the weekend and today. The company says the trend is expected to continue. Let's find out why they're canceling these flights, especially as things are getting busier. Joe Schwederman is here, professor of public services, director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul. Joe, always good to have you on the show. So what's going on with American Airlines? Well, it's really been a tough couple uh, days for them. I mean, they had 120 cancellations on Saturday, and uh, American was really bullish, adding lots of flights. Uh, uh, American, Delta, and United were all about the same size a couple of years ago, and American has pushed way ahead in domestic flying, and they're paying the price right now. And you'd think that uh, you know they'd be able to pivot, but apparently it's just not that easy. Well, what's remarkable about this problem is it appears to be three or four things causing this. We had terrible weather on Saturday in parts of the country. Uh, but probably more importantly, they have a shortage of mechanics. But even some of the little things like contracting to handle uh, disabled passengers, uh, also uh, baggage. They're desperate for uh, baggage handlers. And they tried to ramp up a little too quick, it looks like, and that labor just isn't there. And boy, there's been some uh, some tough situations at the airports. So did American and other airlines, did they have a bunch of employees leave or get furloughed or something like that during the pandemic? I mean, it would seem like they should be able to get back to normal, but for some reason there's just not enough staff. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. You know, this, this V-shaped recovery has really been remarkable for domestic flying. Nobody saw it coming this quick. And in March 2020, they furloughed lots of people and it's tough to get people back because they take other jobs they may be on unemployment and and that's been a tough go but i think the, the bigger story here is that american really tried to come out of the box and grab market share from the other carriers uh probably too fast without that you know usual ramp up and uh they're actually going to cut july flying now about one percent almost a thousand flights Hold from the schedule just to avoid uh, future situations. And that's going to affect the bottom line, right, as American tries to recover? It will. I mean, there's an image issue among frequent flyers. They don't like these stories. I think uh, the good news is they're going to be proactive. And, and there's not much sense that uh, this is due to any sort of you know management uh, ineptness. It's just misjudging uh, labor. Apparently, there were some stickouts this weekend. Maybe the holiday had something to do with that. Uh, but, boy, it's uh, it's been uh, a rocky couple of days, and uh, let's hope that weather cooperates a little more than it did uh, last weekend. Does it also affect, uh, maybe we don't know yet, but does it affect the, the vendors who service the airplanes and, and uh, you know, other people outside of America? And that some of it's their employees, but some of it's also outside of their control. Yeah, you know, we've been saying that. That's really going to be a constraint on growth and that the rent-a-car situation, uh, we did a study on that, and it's been – been real tough. I mean, fares uh, prices are three hundred dollars in some markets. Uh, hotels are having some trouble. Uh, you know, op- reopening with uh, need for labor to clean rooms and so forth. And we think that's going to put a lid on some of the growth. Uh, of course, international traffic hasn't come back as quickly as we thought. So the airlines are are trying to adjust all this. And I think uh, I think after Labor Day, things will settle down. Thanks so much for all of the analysis and detail. That's Joe Schwederman, professor of public services and director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul. Just ahead, power companies in Texas 
are changing customers' thermostats, setting them to higher temperatures. Investing 60 minutes each weekday toward planning for the future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Some homeowners in Texas, they have smart thermostats. They're finding their power company is actually setting the temperatures for them when they don't know it. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Phil Flynn, Senior Market Analyst at Price Group. Uh, Phil, explain this to us here. People set the temperature and then they find out it changes? It is. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's always a reminder to read the fine print. Uh, it's, you know, people have got these smart thermosets. They're great. You can set them when you're not at home. You can raise the temperatures. You can lower the temperatures whenever you want. But it looks like the energy companies can hack into them as well, and they can do it as, w- as well. They can raise the temperatures, and when there's a a strain on the grid, they can crack into these uh, smart thermostats, turn down your air conditioner, warm up the house, and you can wake up with with sweaty (laughs) sheets, I guess. But the funny thing is, is that most of the people they did this to unknowingly agreed to this. Apparently, um, the Texas power companies had a contest and said, hey, enter the contest with your, if you have a smart thermostat, you can win all these prizes. But in the fine print, it says that once you enter, you allow the, the power companies to control your thermostat when they want to. And that's exactly what happened. It's, it's, I mean, it's funny, of course, because it didn't happen to us, right? But if you're, right. one, of, if exactly. you're, if you're one of the people that this did happen to, I mean, literally, you're laying in bed, all of a sudden, you're sweating, you wake up, you go, what in the world's going on? And, and not only is it annoying, it must feel intrusive, even if you did unintentionally agree to it. It really does. I mean, and that's uh, and one of the things, and a lot of people were upset because they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into when they signed up for this contest. And, and yeah, absolutely, it feels intrusive. Uh, you know, a lot of these people are saying, listen, we pay our bills. You know, we don't, you know, ask you. Usually when you're in a business, you want to sell more of something. This company wants to sell less. But I think it's, 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 it's a larger issue of some of the problems with the U.S. energy structure in this transition off of fossil fuels. Texas, of course, has had a lot of issues when it's come to wind farms and solar panels. We remember, you know, the big freeze last February. You know, now they're, you know, they can't keep the lights on when the heat is there. That's why, you know, in this rush to go carbon neutral, we really have to take a more measured approach because this crazy approach is going to put lives in jeopardy. And, I mean, when it comes to this, you, 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 yeah, the lives in jeopardy thing is one that's really interesting. When you're, you're talking about changing temperature, you don't know what someone has going on at home and why they have the temperature set to a certain level. Absolutely. You could have somebody at home that's ill. You could have, you know, pets at home. You could have children. There's a lot of reasons uh, why this could be a very dangerous precedent. So I think that people are going to have to go back and look at this, opt out of this program. Um, but it, it does you know, look at, you know, the world of the Internet, too, where your life, you know, gets more, uh, you know, uh, controlled by, by outside forces. You know, the more we rely, you know, on some of this technology, the more we give up some of our freedoms. And this is a perfect example of that. Thanks so much, Phil Flynn. He is a senior market analyst at Price Group. Still ahead, reasons you should use a credit card instead of a debit card. And at 1249, it's Stock Picker Monday. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Cisco Cotto. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. People around the area, especially in the west and southwest suburbs, are dealing with the impact of last night's tornado producing weather system. Tropical storm Claudette is regaining steam as it approaches the Carolina coast. While debit cards have some advantages, there are also good reasons to use a credit card. And it's Stock Picker Monday at 1249. We'll get a of suggestions from a money pro on the markets the dow up 558 the nasdaq is up 101 and the s p up 51 points oil is up three percent sunshine in chicagoland right now 68 degrees as we head to a high of 70 maybe a few degrees warmer later this afternoon both residents and first responders are expressing some relief even though a tornado touched down in west suburban naperville last night wbbm's rachel pearson is there residents of a naperville neighborhood along Ranch View Drive say they had to act fast when they were bombarded with emergency notifications. First I got the alert on the phone, then the sirens went off. People say how fast it happens okay. and that's exactly how it happens. I was literally in bed downstairs in a minute, matter of minutes and then this is what happens. A tornadic storm destroyed 15 homes and damaged more than 100 others. One house was completely leveled. Naperville Fire Chief Mark Pucknitis. The tornadic activity touched down as you could see right here and uh, literally exploded this house. Chief Pucknitis says because residents adhered to the tornado warning and sirens, only five residents were injured, a number he says could have easily been much higher. In Naperville, Rachel Pearson, News Radio 105.9 FM. Claudette has regained tropical storm status as it nears the coast of the Carolinas. The renewed power comes less than two days after 13 people died, including eight children in a car crash because of the effects of the storm in Alabama. WBRC-TV reports a search continues for a man believed to have fallen into the water during flash flooding in Birmingham. Odyssey is your home for all the audio that matters to you. Download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, to listen to us anytime, or just ask your smart speaker to play WBBM News Radio. Because money matters. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The Noon Business Hour is presented by Republic Bank of Chicago. Markets are rallying today. The Dow up 560. The NASDAQ is up 105. And the S&P up 52 points. Let's find out what's going on. Paul Nolte is here, portfolio manager at Kingsview Asset Management here in Chicago. Paul, what do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? Well, we got a little bit of a reversal after the Fed day last week when the Fed indicated maybe we're going to raise rates in a couple years, uh, maybe two years as opposed to three that everybody was anticipating as a response to higher than expected inflation rates. What was interesting to me last week was that interest rates actually came down, commodity prices came down, 
and we saw the markets come down. We're getting the exact opposite of that today. We're seeing the commodity prices pick up. We're seeing the, the value stocks beating growth here, small cap doing well commodity-related stocks doing well, and interest rates ticking up here a little bit. This just show, I mean, this recovery, yeah, okay, we're on the move. It is recovering, but it's certainly going to be an uneven recovery. It's going to be very spotty, and we're already seeing that, you know, as people go out, restaurants may be closing a little bit early because they don't have staff. Uh, We're seeing uh, certainly issues with trying to buy a car because of uh, semiconductor issues. Housing prices are still pretty high. Um, so it, it's not going to be a very even recovery. Some of the earning or some of the uh, economic data actually came in below expectations. Retail sales, uh, auto sales, et cetera, indicating that maybe uh, the best part of the growth of the recovery is already behind us, and now we're going to start working our way to a more normal recovery that's going to be in the two to three percent category when we get to the end of the year. Now, the uh, inflation uh, is still a concern. Are we starting to believe that the Fed has this right? They, they call it transitory, that they don't think there's going to be an, an extended period of inflation. That's, that's what I think the markets believe right now. And so far, we're giving them the benefit of the doubt. As I mentioned before, commodity prices have come down. Lumber prices are down almost a half, uh, 50% from their peak just a few weeks ago. Um, energy prices have ticked down a little bit. A lot of the commodity prices, or I'm sorry, a lot of the agricultural commodity prices have come down as well. So we're seeing at least an easing of some of that pressure. Whether that's a correction, we'll yet to see. But again, I think some of those pressures are because of the economy opening up so quickly and people wanting to get out and do things and not having enough people on the other side of it to handle the, the demand. With that reopening, are, are there reopening plays, or are we already beyond the point where, where there's some good picks there? I mean, you know, you have cruise lines, retail stores, hotels. They're all benefiting, this, being benefited by this reopening. However, maybe it's too late. In some regards, it, it, well, certainly the bottom is well behind us. Many of those stocks have already doubled from September. Uh, the question now becomes how much more do they have to go? And we think a lot of those, if we look at uh, the the comparison of technology stocks, which represent the growth part of the, the equation, and value stocks, that relationship is still pretty out of whack from where it historically has been. And we think value still has a long way to go relative to technology. Technology has pulled forward probably two to three years' worth of performance. We have that ability to do that with value. So we think that has a longer uh, runway yet, but it's, again, not going to be a straight line. We'll see weeks like last week where the markets fall 2 to 3%, and everybody's very nervous about going into equities. Thanks so much, Paul Nolte, Portfolio Manager at Kingsview Asset Management here in Chicago. Just just ahead, making the right choice between a debit card and a credit card. Which one should you be using? Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. There are solid reasons for using both debit and credit cards, but maybe you should use a credit card more often. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Ted Rossman, industry analyst at creditcards.com. Ted, I I think just about everyone understands this, but just in case, really just briefly, the difference in a credit card and a debit card. The main difference is that credit cards let you carry a balance from month to month. 
so you don't necessarily need to pay it all off. Although I would point out that hopefully you will, because we're hitting on the main drawback of credit cards here. The average interest rate is about 16%. So even though it's nice to have that flexibility to pay that purchase off, it's going to cost you. And the debit card, that's money coming right out of your bank account. So you're, you're not dealing with interest. You're not dealing with balances. Uh, are there reasons, though, because a lot of people say, I need the debit card because I don't want to rack up debt. Are there reasons where credit cards should be used? Yeah, as long as you're able to pay your bills in full and avoid interest, then a credit card is a better choice, really for two main reasons. One is rewards. Credit cards have vastly superior rewards programs than debit cards. You can get cash back. You can get free travel. Credit cards are much better there. The other thing is buyer protections. That includes fraud resolution. For example, you mentioned a debit card is a direct link to your checking account. So if any money gets stolen, that's real money that's missing from your checking account. You should get it back if you report it promptly, but with a credit card, it's not real money that's missing. It's just a line of credit. It's the bank's money. You get that wiped off. There's really no harm, no foul to you personally. And while you're waiting with a debit card option, while you're waiting to get that money back from the bank, meanwhile, you probably have other bills that are due. Exactly. So that's a drawback. Some of the riskier places to use your debit card include online because there's a lot of fraud online. Also gas pumps. They were required to upgrade to those more secure chip card readers a couple months ago, but they've really lagged other industries. Many gas stations have not yet upgraded. So that's a risky place. One other is restaurants because anytime the card leaves your possession, there's a chance that Somebody could do something sneaky with it, like a, an ill-meaning server could you know, try to steal the number or something. So um, those are a special locations where you might want to use your credit card. Is it reasonable, if people are using debit cards instead of credit cards because of the fear of debt, you know, very reasonable fear, uh, is there something to, uh, on a more regular basis, making sort of smaller payments to the credit card where maybe not every day, but every few days you make it instead of just once a month? Do the credit card companies not like that sort of thing? You know, processing 20 payments a month or something? I actually think it's a great idea. 20 a month might be a little bit of overkill, but I actually often recommend paying your credit cards off every two weeks. You might even make it a payday routine because it helps keep you on budget. Even though if you pay in full, you do get that grace period where you should have at least 21 days to make that payment after the bill arrives. If you pay it off sooner, it's going to keep you on budget. It's going to limit any chance of any late payment or carrying a balance. I think that's a good thing, especially if you're worried about sort of overdoing it. It might be a good way to, to kind of start small. And uh, it really works for a lot of people because then you get the rewards, you get the buyer protections. You know, we haven't even mentioned stuff like extended warranties, purchase protection. Credit cards do have a lot of better perks. The main idea, though, is you got to avoid those interest rates. Yeah, and when it comes to uh, you know the, the you know having the credit card and using the credit card, I mean, in general, that security ends up being a big issue. You already touched on that, but that's uh, yeah, I, I think it's probably the biggest selling point is you, you don't want to end up having to deal with a fraudster taking money right out of your bank account. Yeah, that could be a really big deal for people because. With a credit card, it's just a line of credit. It just gets wiped off. You know, yeah, you may have to get a new card number, which could be a little bit inconvenient. Some people actually like virtual card numbers for that purpose. Uh, some credit card companies like Citi and Capital One and Apple, they actually take it one step further. And 
Mobile payments are more secure. That's another thing where if you tie your credit card in with one of these mobile payment services like Apple Pay or Google Pay, that's even less risk because you've got to prove it's you through your thumbprint or face ID. So there have been a lot of advancements here in the fraud space. Thanks so much. Ted Rossman, industry analyst at creditcards.com. Just ahead, Stock Picker Monday. It's 60 Minutes of Financial Planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Stock Picker Monday on the Noon Business Hour. Joining us today, Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk. Michael, good to have you on the show. What's your first pick? Well, good afternoon, Cisco, and thanks again for having me on. The first pick is Dollar General, DG. Trading about $214 at like a 20 PE. It compares well with some of their competitors like Costco, Walmart, um, which trade in the 30s in the PE. Uh, they they are comparable to to Target, which is is about 20 as well. But so it compares well to competitors, and it has solidified its place as as the low end uh, retailer uh, that provides a very good experience for its shoppers and. Um, you know, it's a stock that's grown at 20%. Uh, you don't get a lot of 20 PE stocks that are growing 20%. And they're scheduled to open 1,000 new stores in the next year. It's obviously in a good position. And really, there's no competitor that does low-end retail like Dollar General. And that's why I like it. It's kind of a boring pick, which is exactly the kind of stock that's been working this year. I think it will still play out for the rest of the year. And I think it'll beat the market. It'll, it should get 30 to 50% return over the next, say, 12 to 18 months. And so I think it's a great name. Dollar General, DG, the ticker symbol. That's your first pick. What's your second pick? Second one is AMD. So I like to give you a, a growth stock and a value stock when I do this. And so we're, the growth stock's AMD. Um, it's a very popular name, obviously. It's, it's been in a trading range 75 to 95 in the past year. Uh, 35 PE is, is not cheap, but the stock is set to grow dramatically over the next year or two. Um, Google has picked it as its cloud computing chip uh, um, maker. And that's a huge deal that was announced last week. And the other uh, big catalyst that I see going forward is they have a chip now that is called FSR that is going to compete with NVIDIA for the gaming in the gaming space. And if they can get traction there, that will open up a whole new area of revenue growth. Now, there's some people who are skeptical, but if this does take off, you're looking at earnings growth that could double over the next year. And I think that 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 will allow the stock to at least uh, appreciate by 50% over the next year to 18 months and possibly could even be a double. So I love this name. It's more it's riskier than Dollar General, but it also has a, a bigger upside. So those are the two picks. Thanks so much. Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital, this week's stock picker. Again, those two ticker symbols, AMD and DG. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.